1: Welcome, it's Indisputable. I'm your host Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, I got the big homie, Ben Carollo, host of Galaxy Brain. And he streams on Twitch as Bleep Blop Ben, writer and TYT contributor. Also in the bullpen, my debate segment, we have Andrew Donaldson, commentator for Young Voices. We're going to talk about Biden's protocol for vaccines and OSHA requirements, all right? top story of the day. Two police officers, former cops, have been convicted of murder for tasing a man roughly 50 times or more, put up their pictures. These are former Oklahoma police officers convicted on Friday of second degree murder for using their tasers. A total of more than 50 times on an unarmed man who later died in 2019, according to court records. Now remember, it takes a lot to use a taser once, maybe twice, okay? Imagine using a taser, the method of tasing someone over 50 times. Let's put up a picture of their victim. That's their victim. Prosecutors said the repeated use of the tasers, also known as stun guns, by the former officers, Brandon Digman and Joshua Taylor, was dangerous and unnecessary during their encounter with Mr. Jared Lakey, who you see on the screen. This took place back in July of 2019. It was a substantial factor in the death of Mr. Lakey, 28 years of age, who stopped breathing and became unresponsive shortly after he was taken into custody by the officers. Who were employed by the Wilson Police Department court documents said. Mr. Lakey died two days later. The case brought further scrutiny to the use of tasers by law enforcement officers. Supporters say the devices are practical, a practical alternative to often lethal firearms. But critics point out, They have contributed to many fatalities, which is true. Both of those statements are true. They are considered to be non-lethal, but they also do kill people, especially when you misuse them. Especially when they are utilized during an excessive force situation like this one, the man is now dead. Two officers have been held accountable for the death. In addition to second degree murder, which is punishable by 10 years, to life in prison. Mr. Dingman, 35, and Mr. Taylor, 27, were also found guilty of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon by a jury in Carter County, Oklahoma, according to court records. They are to be sentenced on December 2nd. Shannon McMurray, a lawyer for Mr. Dingman, said on Monday that the former officer planned to appeal his conviction. Warren Gotcher, A lawyer for Mr. Taylor, the other cop, said on Monday that his client would also file an appeal. According to the attorney, he said and I quote, we're very disappointed in the verdict. Well, I'm sure the parents of Mr. Lakey are very disappointed that their child is dead. I have no sympathy for you. 50 damn times. Now, here's where the world should collide, okay? When we talk about police reform, police accountability, I want to remind everyone that 95% of Americans are for some level of police reform. 56 to 58% of Republicans are for police reform. This is truly a bipartisan issue. I'm not just talking about criminal justice reform, I'm talking about police reform. We had a bill, still have it technically, it just went nowhere because of the partisan politics of it all at the top level, not here, not between everyday Americans. Cuz everyday Americans, we believe that police accountability and police reform is necessary. But then you get up to Washington. George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act, right? Creates an enhancement to ensure we hold cops accountable. And it's a start. It's not the finish line, they didn't even want to start the legislation. And they sent Senator Scott and others to basically play a dog and pony show to appease you. Because they know good and damn well that the majority of Republicans are also for police accountability and police reform. Ben, You see what has happened here? Two cops have been held accountable, but this is not a silo. This is part of a systemic dynamic inside of law enforcement not valuing human life. What are your thoughts? Yeah,
2: most definitely. I mean, I was in the military and so I've seen this kind of culture firsthand where they get this uh, sort of us versus them mentality, and de- literally dehumanize anybody that isn't a police officer. And that's that's what mentally allows somebody to even tase somebody 50 times. A normal person would not even have the emotional capacity to do that, because that's like a horrific thing to do to somebody. And you notice when you taser somebody 50 times, that is a lot. Um, and the only way to really explain the mentality behind that is as though they have this us versus them mentality, and they're literally not viewing people in their community as actual human beings. Because, and that's why they said they're disappointed by the the verdict. Well, of course, they're disappointed. They don't think the person that they killed was really a person in their mind. They all they care about is other police officers, and
1: that's that's basically it. Yeah, and this was a violation of department policy. Um, obviously a violation of statutory law. Uh, but once again, culture eats policy alive because both of these cops engaged in the same behavior as if this was protocol. And it was not protocol, it was adversarial to protocol, but due to the culture that exists, they had each other's back. Well, now they have been convicted. We're going to follow this because there's a sentencing phase in December. And then naturally, there will be an appeal based on both of the attorney's statements. So we're going to follow this story into the completion of their appeal process. I have mixed feelings about this one, okay? There's a brothel. This brothel has come up with a creative idea. They are giving free sex sessions to those who get the COVID-19 vaccine on site. I kid you not. Now, obviously, I'm 100% against any industry that engages in child sex trafficking. That is not the narrative with this brothel, but I want to make sure I make myself clear on that. This is an Austrian brothel. They have devised this plan to incentivize people who get the coronavirus vaccine by offering promised patrons a free fling with a prostitute of their choosing if they get immunized at the bordello. Well, damn. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, some people may think it's a great idea. Others may say, "Wow, that seems quite extreme." It gets deeper. We are very popular, according to Christopher Lilacker, director of the Fond Palace in Vienna, to Reuters of the Enticing New Initiative, which they created in response to the recent government mandate barring. The unvaccinated from restaurants and other indoor areas amid amid an infection spike last week. The measure is known as 2G, had reportedly caused a 50% dip in the number of clients at the brothel, according to the Daily Mail. To help stem the financial hemorrhage, Von Palace is offering the COVID jab every Monday from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m through the end of November. According to them, best of all men who get inoculated on site will be gifted a free 30 minute session in the skin merchants VIP club with the late of their choice. Think of it as a sexy nurse role playing scenario, but with actual medical care. Many men, this is a direct quote, many men, very many men with a migration background virtually refuse vaccination. Or don't know that you can be vaccinated. Lamented Fun Palace manager, Peter Lascaris. And since we are actually reaching this target group, we decided to set up a vaccination street here, okay? Fun Palace is not the only organization, not the first to offer perks for the inoculated in a much less sexy incentive program. On this side of the pond, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf offers state employees five days of paid leave if they got the vaccine at a city run site. You also have other county governments in particular offering $50 or $100 gift cards. All right? So incentives are not new, is my point. This is a different kind of incentive. Ben, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean,
2: there's kind of a lot to unpack here. I mean, we live in a difficult world and some people, right? We, we People are put in impossible situations, right? And so some people use their bodies to be coal miners and some people use their bodies to be other things. And we all kind of make sacrifices to survive in society. And that Is a very, very difficult position to be in ultimately like, I don't know. My big concern is like, is this the manager that is just sort of imposing this on everybody that works there or were the workers like, hey, let's do this so that people get vaccinated. Um, That would make a big difference in my mind. Um, uh, It's definitely a good thing that people get vaccinated. Uh, This particular incentive might be um,
1: unusual to say the least. It's definitely unusual, but here's why I'm at on it, okay? Uh, I'm not going to moralize on adults engaging in sex work, responsible adults, go do what you want to do, okay? I, I do not moralize on that issue. Uh, but here's the reality, if the workers of this brothel are not being reimbursed by the Austrian government, I have a problem with that. That's just where I'm at, okay? If it's legal to do, and they are doing it, and they're doing it at no cost, there needs to be a reimbursement from the Austrian government. All right, next story, Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye has called John Legend and Big Sean sellouts for not supporting his presidential run. Well, it's actually easy to forget that he in fact had a presidential run, but recently he called his one time friends sellout. So, Kanye appeared on Drink Champs. That's the podcast, very popular show. And while discussing various topics, he touched upon politics. And he decided to call out rapper Big Sean and John Legend. Call them out for being sellouts according to him for being, and I quote, used by Democrats. Here's the video. All
0: right, hurry man. Push it up on Big Sean. <laughs> oh, oh, I love this. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this nothing. No. <laughs> okay. so I already decided
1: <laughs> <laughs> that when I die on my tombstone,
0: it's going to say I deserve to be here because I signed Big Sean." So I'm not quite sure of your pick. Yeah, <laughs> you're not quite sure. So, um, Big Sean, he's saying, I- Big Sean over push Your T? No, oh. I'm saying that well, the, you the worst shot. thing I've ever done was sign Big Sean. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. No, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, it's it's be, it it just the worst. He's The yes. worst. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, I think you said the
1: best. Okay, hold on. No, nah, man, look, they let that man, I know this man mama, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've changed this man's family. And both John Legend and Big Sean, when I ran for office, got used quick by the Democrats to come at they boy that actually changed their life. And that's some sellout. And I don't rock with neither of them. And they, and I need I need my apologies. I ain't saying they gonna change, but scared. I feel you. Kanye is silly as hell. That's just my personal opinion. Now, if you remember, Kanye West is the same person who calls slavery a choice. Remember that debacle? Okay, same individual. On Twitter, Big Sean did respond with a photo of himself and the former label head contending. Let's put up the Big Sean, there it is, was just with this man. He ain't say none of that. And this was after the interview. I'm dying laughing at you, Kanye West. I mean, really, if Kanye has that kind of energy away from the person, why not have that same kind of energy with the person? That sounds like some hypocrisy here. To me, it gets deeper. Big Sean also added, the Dems, no, I didn't. I didn't get used by anybody or endorse anyone publicly at all, because I'm not political. And what's hilarious, none of it's true. And he doesn't even know what he talking about. I'm rolling, smiley face. Both Big Sean and Legend got their commercial starts with West Good Music, that's his company. And announcing he had left the label last week, Sean shared on Twitter. That's a forever brotherhood, but business wise, I had to start getting a bigger cut. I worked my way out of that deal. Good for you, Big Sean. The week prior on October 21st, he wrote, I also really miss the brotherhood I used to have with good music. I don't know what happened. Guess those, the good old days. It's all love, but we used to really be clicked up. In 2015, Sean said of West political aspirations. I called that back in like 2012 that Kanye was going to be running for president. He has so many ideas, okay? As for legend, John Legend, he said of Kanye this week, I don't see Kanye as a political person at all. We never talked about politics. He had never voted before 2020. (laughs) The singer told Danny Goldberg, who recently released the book, Bloody Crossroads 2020, Arts, Entertainment and Resistance of Trump. Now, as you recall, this was really interesting. Because Kanye, while running for president, was also supporting another presidential contender. Who? Donald Trump. I mean, quite fascinating. You're running for president, but you're endorsing Donald Trump for president. It seemed really ridiculous, silly, and that's why you got less than 1% of the national vote. 2018, when Kanye went public with his support, he reached out to legend via text, which was later shared. Here's the text, okay? John Legend said, hey, it's JL. I hope you'll reconsider aligning yourself with Trump. You're way too powerful and influential to endorse who he is and what he stands for. As you know, what you say really means something to your fans. They're loyal to you and respect your opinion. So many people who love you feel so betrayed right now because they know the harm that Trump's policies cause, especially to people of color. Don't let this be part of your legacy. You're the greatest artist of our generation. And then Kanye says, I love you John, and I appreciate your thoughts, you bringing up my fans or my legacy is a tactic on fear used to manipulate my free thought. No, it sounded like John actually gives a damn about you, Kanye. That's what it sounds like. All right, Ben, what are your thoughts on this whole debacle? Big Sean, John ledger sellouts for not supporting Kanye West in his doomed presidential run.
2: I mean, sometimes the best thing your friends can do to support you is not support you, right? <laughs> like sometimes they're helping you by not helping you with something that is a very
1: bad move. And that, that really just seems to be the case that's happening right here. Yeah, it's, it's quite insane. And then the fact that he goes around Big Sean after drink chaps, as if he did not say any of that. Listen, I'm from Glenwood Road, One of the worst things you can call me is a sellout, all right? Those are damn near fighting words for sure. It's a personal attack on the character, the integrity of a person. This isn't about us disagreeing on a political issue or policy. This is literally an attack on the character of another individual. That attack goes deep. Obviously, Kanye felt comfortable sharing this at drink champs, but not in front of the man he decided to go against. Okay, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone, this is really dope. Ben Jealous and King family on the conversation, okay? That is today, 5.30 PM Eastern time, 2.30 PM Pacific time. Watch Ben Jealous and the King family being interviewed by Senator Nina Turner. All right, that's going to be hot, hot, hot. This is about voting rights and why we need it now. Um, Watch later today, tyt.com forward slash live. Don't forget right after Indisputable, the Twitchuation Room with Francesca. Wednesdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. That is a Twitch exclusive, twitch.tv forward slash so make sure you sign up and watch that on Twitch. We got a big announcement continuing right now, and you can be part of it, okay? TYT is looking for new video content creators for Rebel HQ. If you write, produce, host, and edit short form editorial videos on breaking news and political stories with a progressive point of view. If you're do any of that, we want you here. I want you, if interested, go to tyt.com forward slash careers, tyt.com forward forward slash careers. Let me read some of these comments. TYT member, Eric the Red says, I guess the only reason they weren't kneeling on his neck was because they risked getting shocked themselves, yeah. Next TYT reporter about the brothel says, sir, you've been here four times, we know you don't need another vaccine. Colorado Blue Blazer, I guess this brothel has figured out how to get patrons to, I can't say that. I, I'm sorry, Colorado, I can't say that, all right? Uh, Kanye, uh, Colorado Blue Blazer says perfect response. Dr. Kanye West chuckle, 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 Nuff enough said, yeah. Uh, the Great American Healthcare Famine, didn't Kanye try to sell blank white t-shirts for 200 <laughs> under his Yeezy brand? Uh, who is the sellout now? <laughs> and I think they sold out of those t-shirts, by the way, <laughs> um, former cops. All right, Devil Dog Dragon says 50 times the person goes down on just one or two stuns. 50 is an overkill, it's over the top kill. They should be jailed, 25 to life without parole. Um, Forbes Zilla says doesn't matter for has health conditions, doesn't mean you didn't murder him you can't tell someone 50 times and expect them to live, exactly. And that's the conclusion that the DA came to and the jury that convicted, okay? I'm a sci-fi guy, okay? I'm a real sci-fi guy. I've always wondered what would happen in the multiverse. If a Karen from another dimension, met a Karen in this dimension. And they collided in the same community. At the same time, obviously a paradox. Ladies and gentlemen, we believe that has happened. I wish a Karen would.
3: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday. I'm still back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Katie, she started it. I didn't say nothing to your kids, I was talking to you. I, I was talking was to right there. I was talking to my kids. I'm allowed to talk to my You're kids. Shut up. up. I hope your. I f- made hope your kids get hit. They're gonna be playing in the street. My kids get hit, you fat. That's fat. what you just said. You hope my kids get hit. You just said that about my baby. I said they would get hit. I no, no. Said I hope. No, I watch my kids, thank you! They-
1: to my sources, they are still on that street arguing right now, okay? They are unable to disconnect from the multiverse paradoxic whatever it is. All right, Ben, I just thought that was an interesting display of Karenicity on both sides here. It revealed a lot, but a lot of what we already know. (laughs) What are your thoughts, brother? Yeah, I mean, like. like it's emblematic of like this
2: sort of collapse of like just neighborliness. I feel like that we're experiencing as a society where like they're both wishing for each other's kids to get hit by cars in the streets is what it sounds like. And then once she just kept saying no, like she's four years old and you're saying, hey, eat your broccoli. And she's like, no, no, no. And it's like, like it is honestly very hard to conceptualize. Like what what got what brought both of these people to this point where they're yelling at each other like this. Like why not like you know just like bring your neighbor like a casserole or something and be like friends for like five minutes. You both have kids. You both care about your kids and you don't want your kids to get hit by cars in the streets and like you know like it seems like there should be an easy resolution to
1: this. I feel like. Yeah, uh, it, you know it's a rip in the time space continuum. Uh, that's what's happening there. All right, <clears throat> there's a story, a serious and a sad story out of Pennsylvania. A black man who's an activist was out with his friend who happens to be white, okay? According to the narrative, 11 to 13 white men decided to beat him up. Let's put up a picture of Kevin Maxson. That's Kevin, okay? Black activist in Swatara Township of Pennsylvania was beaten up in a bar's parking lot while he was waiting to be picked up by a friend. Maxson told the local news he called the attack racially motivated, saying he's known around the Harrisburg area as an anti racism activist, and that the group of maybe a dozen white men surrounded the two men and started slinging slurs around before engaging in the violent attack, okay? Let me tell you why this is important to note. This is happening more and more in this country. We've been here before. This was commonplace in the 50s and 60s and much so in the 70s. History, it started to repeat itself. Now, there are those who will tell you that racism is isolated, that it is not systemic, it is not cultural. They would say things like, mm, America is not a racist country. Well, that's untrue, because culture is what we're talking about. Does America have a racist culture? Yes, culture simply means normative. Is racism normative in areas throughout the country? Yes, because if it was abnormal, you would not find 11 to 13 white men willing to beat up a black person because they are black, this is cultural. For them, it is normative. This is their, what we call in sociology, subnormality. A group of maybe 11 to 13 men surrounded us and started yelling racial slurs and telling him he was a traitor and started assaulting us. Now, who's a traitor? The white friend. They told us they were Pagan's Biker Club. That's what Maxon said. They were from the West Virginia area and they migrated up here. So let me specify what this is. This is a gang. These are criminals. These are thugs. There, are fixed it, okay? That's who they are. And they do not deserve to be free after committing a criminal assault. Prior to the attack, Mr. Maxson tried to defuse the situation unsuccessfully. He said, and I quote, I told him, listen, we don't want no trouble. I'm trying to make sure my friend gets home safely. I don't want y'all, I don't have no gripes or agenda with y'all. But Maxson was still reportedly left badly cut and bruised after attempting to fend off the attackers. According to ABC, the police eventually arrived to the scene and arrested a few accused attackers who were still lingering around the parking lot. It's unclear how many were arrested or what, if anything, they were charged with. But Maxon reportedly also alerted the AG's office and Sotara Township commissioners to what happened. Nothing has been listed on the record as far as remedy, okay? These are important stories to highlight. The media has an obligation to tell the truth about society. Now here on Indisputable, we do something a little different. We don't simply give a mirror, we provide direction, okay? I'm glad that we have the opportunity to talk openly and freely about these topics. But it is sad that they're continuing to happen and happen even more so during this era. Make no mistake about it. Death threats to those who speak up against racial injustice will continue. My inbox is flooded daily with insane individuals who threaten my life. I am tagged on social media every single day from somebody who wishes harm to me. Here's the reality that we are in. Now, there are those who will say, oh, these are just individuals who are single and they should be out here and not part of the structure of America, or the culture of America. They are America. Ben, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, so the history behind this is really important for people to remember. So as soon as segregation was made illegal, right wingers in the United States put on this mask of libertarianism where they're like oh all of a sudden we don't like the government anymore uh-huh. and you know all the government is so bad and then Donald Trump comes around and convinces those people who had simply put on a mask to take it off right and that's what we're the situation where we're in right now where that segregationist movement right those people in favor of segregation never went away they just hid themselves for a teeny little bit And now that Donald Trump has sort of said the magic words, they're all taking their masks off and doing exactly what they were doing 40 years ago.
1: Yeah, and you see they never evolved mentally, psychologically, socially, right? They never said, you know what, this is a new era, a new day. Things that we believed before were wrong. So because they never evolved socially and psychologically, what lessons did they teach their children? Because those bikers, that gang, those groups, Or that group of thugs, they were taught by somebody, okay? And they were not taught to be woke, they were not taught to be open minded. They were not taught to love people as they are, they were taught a very different ideology than what we consider to be progressive, loving, tolerable. We should celebrate the differences of others. The country, the United States of America, literally is supposed to be a nation of diversity and that's what makes us strong. But you see time and time again these acts of violence against individuals who look different, who happen to have a different ideology about social progress in this country and they hold a different political belief. But but these guys are trying to solve these problems by way of violence. All right, we got more on the other side It's indisputable stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show. All right. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Uh TYT member Colorado Blue Blaze Regular says, Coming to America soon. World War K, Rise of the Karen's. That would sell. It really would. Um, um, funk in for fun. Damn. Now I gotta be dealing with interdimensional Karen's. Eric the Red, no, 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 no. I think I know that tune. Super chat. Uh, Diana Johnson says, Dr. Rich always breaks my internet, buffers so much every time, but I'm gonna hear that truth anyway. Huh. That's the spirit. Um, Karen versus Karen. Um, Archie 15 says, Jesus help us all. Uh, Aaron Okinos, uh, remember Ghostbusters, never cross the streams. For us, do not put two carriers in the same spot. <laughs> all right. Um, the Dragon de Jardin, real big men. It takes a dozen guys to take on two. You're so tough. Yeah, um, Esther Broken says racism has always been a part of American underbelly society since Trump was in office, it's bubbled up onto the top and exploded. You got to remember, put this in context, a black president did not bring this out, okay? We had a black president. Racism has existed in America from day one. But President Barack Obama did not incite this level of violence against people of color, okay? His presidency did not do that for him. What what did for these people? Donald Trump, their champion, okay? All right, Karen versus Karen on Twitch, Jax Drax, don't interfere, just let the Karens deal with each other. Who will be the final carry? Right, it's like Highlander, right? There can be only one. Um, Phoenix 32778, if I was their neighbor, I'd turn the hose on them. (laughs) All right, two points for honesty says this isn't what I want my town to be on the news for. Well, yeah, I understand that completely. Um, my immortal soul says, of course, they were slinging slurs first. They had to pump their scared little selves up, yeah, that's about right. Okay, listen, I, I don't go to church as often as I should. And if I did, this is the kind of pastor that I want. Here's the video. Okay, man with a gun, congregation is terrified. All right. And wow. The pastor takes him out, tackles him. Okay. Let me give you some background. This happened in Nashville. The Nashville pastor is being hailed as a hero by his congregation. Definitely. A bold move, the pastor's name is Ezekiel D. Camana, okay? That's Pastor Ezekiel. He's the guy who likely saved many members of his congregation. The gunman's name is Desire Pagonida. And this guy is 26 years of age, was sitting on the front row of Sunday service at the Nashville Light Mission Pentecostal Church. Now they thought he was a congregant. He was there to enjoy the service according to them. But he suddenly pulled out a gun and walked up to the altar where the pastor was praying with several members. After being tackled by the pastor and apprehended, the suspect told police he was Jesus while he was being taken into custody and that all churches and schools need to be shot up. He had attended Nashville Light Mission before but never became a member. He is currently charged with 15 counts of felony aggravated assault. And the Metropolitan Nashville Police Department says that more charges may be coming. Now let's be real about this, okay? All right, so they they are going to fix a bunch of criminal charges. And listen, maybe it's justified or also maybe there's a real mental health condition here, right? But the sad reality is he will likely never be assessed for a mental health disorder. Even though it seems like possibly there could be some there there. The congregation itself, they are okay. There were some people that tripped obviously trying to run out and get out, but everybody's fine. But we highlight this story because a few factors. Number one, mental health is a serious issue. Number two, as Republicans would tell you, which is not true, that the only way to stop somebody like this who has a gun is to have another person with a gun. This pastor disproved that theory. They were able to disarm this man without the use of a gun or killing him. Now, you mean to tell me that this pastor, let's put a pastor Ezekiel again, let's put his picture up. This pastor who is not trained as a law enforcement officer, this pastor who has never taken any hand-to-hand comeback, Classes whatsoever, this pastor was able to disarm a would-be violent felon who was hell bent on shooting people. He did that. Now, why do you think Pastor Ezekiel was able to do this? Because Pastor Ezekiel gives a damn about human life. That's why he was able to do it. Ben, what do you see here?
2: Yeah, I mean, it takes an incredible amount of courage to yeah. approach a man with a gun. I mean, because, like, look, when you have an unarmed person and an armed person, right? We all know the odds on that. And obviously, yep. he had a, an advantage because he was coming from behind him. But, like, that takes a lot of courage to to go and stop that person from you know, doing whatever he was planning with the church. Obviously he had a gun, so it's a very dangerous situation. And what you said, I think highlights the biggest tragedy of this all is it seems like that guy is struggling with something, right? Like he was armed in a church. It's not like churches are just stuffed with cash or anything like that. And and so there's obviously something that's going on there. And it, it is just the, like the big tragic part about this, in my view, is the fact that we all know that he's not gonna get the help that it seems like he really needs. And that's
3: yeah. really, I think, what we all would love to see.
1: Let me bring your attention to the trial of the Mick Michaels. Okay. they killed Ahmad Aubrey. This is taking place in Glenn County. We have now found out that the father in this father-son killing duo said that he would have killed Ahmad Aubrey if his son did not, okay? Let me remind you of this horrific crime, here it is. see the father definitely taking aim positioning himself to commit murder as well. The man recording is William Bryan, he has been charged in the murder also. And much of his testimony or much of his cooperation led to the arrest of the McMichaels, including the video. So Gregory McMichael, the father of Travis McMichael, who shot Ahmaud Aubrey, told police that if his son didn't shoot Aubrey, he would have done it himself, okay? This was revealed because of the testimony of the Glynn County police officer, Jeff Bradbury. And Jeff said, hey, he went to the scene of the crime. This is what the man said. Let's put up a picture of the father son killing duo. There they go. The quote was, Now this is chilling, so prepare yourself. The quote was, to be perfectly honest with you. If I could have got a shot at the guy, I would have shot him myself. He was that violently and then we were interrupted again. That's according to the Glen County cop. The Glen County cop was reading a transcript from his body camera footage in court on Tuesday morning. Gregory McMichael also told the police officer, um, how far away were you from the dead body of Ahmaud Aubrey when he called him uh, a blank, right? So Linda Dunikoski, who was the prosecutor, special prosecutor by the state of Georgia, asked the officer on the stand, 20, 30 feet maybe, Bradbury said maybe a little further than that, okay? The officer also testified that Gregory McMichael never mentioned the words trespass, never mentioned the word burglary, arrest, because they claimed it was a citizen arrest. Never mentioned a detaining during their conversation. Did he ever tell you while you were talking to him that he was attempted to make a citizen's arrest? No mail. <laughs> well damn Mr. Officer why in the hell was he not arrested? Why were they not arrested? They didn't even tell you, hey, listen, the guy was trespassing. We were making a citizen's arrest, which at the time was legal in Georgia. It is now illegal in Georgia. They didn't have to say any of that. They were given the benefit of a defense without having to defend themselves and their actions. How deep is that? You have a dead body, And the person that killed them, the people that killed the man, they don't even have to tell the cops what happened. Justification was not required because of who they were. And because of who the dead body was, justification not necessary. Dead black man, white neighborhood, white people with guns, no case here. Ben, am I seeing
2: this wrong, brother? Yeah, and honestly, like. I want to tie this something into something I saw earlier this week because there were a couple of Democrats, mind you, who are running around trying to blame the woke mob for Republicans winning across the country. and. They have a responsibility, in my opinion, for for the mentality that drives things like this. Because why do these people feel emboldened to do this? Like, I get it, if you don't support defund the police, then don't support defund the police or whatever. But don't be running around saying that Black Lives Matter is the reason why Democrats are losing because it literally is, that is a defense of these people. It's a defense of what these people are doing, and in their mind is a justification for them. And it's just deeply irresponsible for any Democrat out there to be enabling this. And the reason why I'm focusing on Democrats here, tying this in is because like, Democrats are supposed to be theoretically the ones fighting for justice.
1: That's right. They're the ones selling out, many of them. I agree with you 100%. Um, On this story, I'm shifting gears because I want to make sure people just, if you're having a bad day, calm down. Breathe in, okay? You'll get over it. Let me take you to a situation where a particular Karen is not helping. The very bad day of a bus driver. Here's a video. This is okay. a stressful job. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Hey, okay, take it deep. All right, now. Stop talking back to me. God I'm damn it. I'm not talking back. Yes, you are.
3: I'm trying to. I'm gonna okay. quit right now. I'm trying you want me to. I'm gonna just quit right now. Okay. Hey, everybody.
0: You Get back no, here. You're, one. Like you're out of control. You are so out of control. Control. Just get off the bus. I'm having a stressful day. I don't want to hear oh, any backtalk. Hey, everybody else is. Let me just end. vent. I'm just venting. Okay. I'm okay. seven minutes down. It's I'm okay. sitting tight. It's not alright. I'm going to get written up for it. But you do you don't work. do my job. You don't know what you're talking about. But I know you got to be a good job or you wouldn't be here. You need to chill. Just let me vent and don't talk back. Just ignore the best thing you Possibly can do. See, man. you're not ignoring me. It's a big you're talking ass. back. I am telling you to calm, want to calm down. You need to because you are out of control. I'm sick and tired of people criticizing me. You've never done this job before. I know, and you've you never see? done ours. See, yeah, here you go. Because I'll sit here all day if you want to keep talking back. I'll sit here all day. Stand up at the stop so I can see like oh, no, I told you, you like this. At least wave your hand so I can see you at the stop. I was. Looking at least wave.
1: Okay. Uh, there's more. Here's the more.
0: I don't care if I get fired. I'm sick and tired of people. No. I can't do everything. I can't read okay. your mind. Okay, we can't either read your. mind. Are you mind. getting off here? No. I'm getting off further down, but I'll let you know and I'll still tell you thank you and have a safe night. Nervous breakdown. It's- me, don't use the F word, you're the driver, dude, you're supposed to be responsible. Just- Get stressed out, man, this extra board, this- Hey, I'm an extra boy too, but I'm not cussing. Okay, you've never done this job. I- I have to
3: deal with like
1: that. It's not it's reality. You know, that's There's a lot to unpack, to unpack here. Uh the priceless moment is when the brother put the camera on himself and was like, I know that look, brother. That look was, you see the kind of ish I gotta deal with. Yeah, I know that look. Look at that. Um, The woman here did actually curse, even though she said don't curse. She did use the F word herself. Um, I Actually, I have mixed feelings about this. Obviously, the guy is having a breakdown of sorts. I hope this is not his normative behavior, because that would definitely be problematic. But I want to highlight this to say, please, when things get this stressful, right? when things get this difficult call somebody because really it sounds like this guy just needed a hug i mean literally he just needed somebody to give him a big old bear hug ben do you want to give him a big bear hug yeah,
2: most definitely most definitely um you know ultimately it's a uh, you know Workers don't have more of a responsibility to be polite and patient than you do, so you know everybody love everybody.
1: Yeah. All right. Always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, brother.
2: Uh yeah, the best ways to get uh, follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Corolo. It's uh it's my name.
1: All right, there it is. Thank you, my friend. Always. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget the Twitch-uation room is next on Twitch. Make that happen. It is a Twitch exclusive. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.